0: Hello there, S.E. Land. This is Twig, Anthony Twig Wheeler, Twig's S.E. Reflections podcast series. An episode here, episode number 63, on a central question, a a make-it-or-break-it kind of thing in our sessions, a real choice-point directive, tells us so much if we can answer it particularly beforehand. And the question is, of course, will this pendulate? Is this going to change? Is this going to change on its own? Is it going to require me to, as a practitioner, to help it along? Is there no chance whatsoever that this is going to change unless I prime everything up in just the right, most perfect kind of way, in which case I should not have any desire whatsoever to ask it to pendulate now on its own? Lots of different options that we might have to do once we answer that question is this going to pendulate? And that, it turns out, could be a central theme here in our work, in our anxiety in our sessions. You know, like, I don't know if you get it, I certainly have it. The anxiety of is this session going to kind of go off? Is it going to do the thing I'm hoping it will do? You know, my heart's desire to help so much and call forward that organic involuntary somatic experiencing style of kind of free attention and pendulation oscillation change hopefully resolution what is all that how does that happen you know what is what is the steps that become necessary in order to get that pendulum to swing that's that's what we're going to look at here that's what I'm going to chat you up right now don't know how long that'll take so hope you have a little open window here. By the time this publishes you'll know exactly how long it is, but for now I'll say I hope you're doing the dishes or sitting down with some tea, perhaps walking your dog, or sitting in a little traffic on your way home with somebody. Here we are, episode 63, Will This Pendulate? You know, I do think that this might be one of the most anxiety-producing questions that we go through in our sessions, you know, from are they going to like me to are they going to feel that the price of my session is valid, all of that, all the way through all the different kinds of questions we come through. The one that more or less makes or breaks the attraction to this process is this question, will this pendulate? this thing whatever it is that you end up calling attention to will it change and if it does is it going to change on its own are you going to have to help that to happen are you going to have to make that happen or again is there no way in hell that's going to happen so you shouldn't try that question and the discernment around that question can save a whole lot of embarrassment and a lot of pain for your clients because of course the truth behind this is that the anxiety is accurate. The anxiety that we have as practitioners, I don't know if you have it all the time or even oftentimes, but I have it. I get it. Even to now I can have it. I'll sit on the edge of my chair. Even if I'm more or less relaxed inside myself, my spirit is at the edge of my chair and I'm curious as all get out. Is this going to work? Is this the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Is this, is this going to lead to something? And central to that question and whether or not that's going to answer positive or negative is whether or not this is going to pendulate and whether or not i adjust myself as a therapist my interventions accordingly so i don't know there could be another way to think about this it's either embarrassing because you could ask it to pendulate and it doesn't and then your question doesn't go anywhere could be embarrassing and it could also be just downright more painful for our clients if we're not making the accurate discernment of whether or not this is going to pendulate and we're asking them to pay attention to something could be embarrassing because they don't notice anything or because nothing changes and we're sitting there wondering oh why didn't that change or it could simply reinforce what's already happening which might be what our clients are asking us to help get rid of In other words, there are some things that aren't going to pendulate and they just won't be noticed. Embarrassing for the practitioner. Some things that aren't going to pendulate and it's going to reinforce the pain that's already there. Super embarrassing for the practitioner. How to avoid that? You know? Get clear. Get clearer. Help ourselves. Pay attention to this question. Is this thing that we're talking about here, is this going to pendulate? Easy like that. Of course, getting inside of that question and building up the discernment, that's what we need to look at now. Well, if we're going to do that, let's break it up a little bit. You know, um, I usually like to start on the positive side of things. I got a knack for that now. Wasn't always the case. Thank you, everybody who helped me get there. On the way to the positive side, let's think about what happens when things work you know when attention pattern pendulates when an image changes when an emotional state rises and falls when the heart rate goes faster goes slower when the feeling for turning to the left ends and turns and instead moves back over to the right. Like, let's look at the moments when you've seen and you felt and you've witnessed and hopefully have facilitated your client's feeling or you experiencing or you witnessing somebody feel, report, participate with this kind of experience yeah we'll call it an experience it's what it is it's like this experience of some change happening of its own and as that change happens of its own it's in relationship to the last thing so that it's not simply two different things that have no connection to one another and consequently it's maybe an avoidance of the experience prior to that, the now, the different thing is just simply not connected. But more that it's like two sides of a pendulum, as Peter Levine kind of grabbed that word, pendulation, to kind of represent this kind of connection. It's oscillating, as Stephen Hoskinson tends to call this, it's moving back and forth between two different things that are in somehow relationship to one another. They are in relationship to one another. And you can see this, you've, you have you know, hopefully felt this a lot now at this point, or it's coming. You've got some sense that this can happen on its own, that somehow the beating of the heart is a representation of this, or the breathing of the lungs is a representation of this, or the, the movement of peristalsis through our belly is a representation of this, that, that our our beings, our bodies, our organisms have countless different ways that we cycle through this kind of positive negative, contraction, expansion um, contraction, relaxation extension extension, flexion, extension flexion, extension, extension flexion, you know tight, loosen, tight, loosen tight, loosen Different speeds, different paces, different parts of us from our muscle, from our muscles to our fascia, presumably all the different organs and subsystems. And even, you know, when we when we think about this in terms of like the broad scale, the the rising and falling of hormonal waves and of the day and night and circadian rhythms and the, the just how much energy you have and how much you need to rest in order to recuperate, how much strong ideas you have and how much you relax those ideas. Like just all of the notion of thought gets to be brought into how flexible is it and how much does it pendulate and how do things that are in relationship to one another, how do they find their rhythm and flexibility or how much do they you know you go over to when it doesn't work how much do they repeat or kind of turn back on themselves the muscle tension that could move from one tighter position to a more relaxed option. What it, what happens when it doesn't pendulate? It's more like the tension gets tighter and the tension repeats on itself and so that rather than going tight, loose, contract, relax, flex, extend, it instead goes flex, 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 flex. flex. Now maybe it eventually turns off, freeze, you know can't do that anymore goes numb somatic dissociation in terms of the physical experience if that happens but you can see that it's just like kind of working on one side well emotions could repeat on themselves I could just cry and cry and cry and never get the relief side of that I could have a thought that just tracks me back to the same exact place the same exact thought the same exact sequence the same notion over and over again you can have it in all the different channels of Cybam, This notion of do things change? Do they kind of move through from one associated element of experience to another associated element of experience? Or do they stay stuck in themselves, repeating on themselves? Or do they repeat a sequence over and over again? Or do they get lost in discordant and dissociated from one another? Overcoupled, undercoupled, hmm. more or less, just in the flow. Well, this thing, right? On, when it works, at a basic level, things change. And in some way, we kind of image, imagine that they change on their own or that the energy that we sense kind of has its own sense of movement or the elements of our experience they kind of like fluctuate inside themselves or the amplitude or intensity kind of rises and falls or changes and we're able to watch it as it somehow balances out or changes over time generally speaking following the flow or the pattern very stereotypical pattern of the stress response the arousal cycle the excitation of you know stress and feeling of something kind of happening of its own the autonomic system moving things through hopefully more or less to resolution now in fact is it going to pendulate is is a precondition question to whether or not is this going to move through the pattern of the arousal cycle so we're going to i would like to just separate that notion here just to say that for now whether or not we're going to get to that full completion of the arousal cycle, the activation sequence. That's going to require this allowance, this movement, this kind of creation of this pendulum, this pendulation. If we don't have that, okay, we could, we, we might be able to kind of bring it about in other ways, but that's kind of the, the goal, at least that I'm talking about here, is that we could get the pendulum swinging, and then we could guide it through the liberation of the energy relationship relating to the, that experience, as it were, and find out that it has stuff that it's trying to do. Yes. I got a little curtain coming in front of my eyes right here. I'm just kind of closing down because I'm trying not to be exhaustive. I'm trying to bring this back around to here. When the pendulum swings, we're going to answer this question, will this pendulate? When the pendulum swings, there's a kind of flow to things. When it doesn't, and when the pendulum isn't going, it's kind of sticking up on itself, reinforcing itself, repeating parts of itself, getting lost out in the dissociative notions of things, undercoupled as all get out. Either way, essentially the negative signal has simply been reinforced and it stays either painful or boring or unattended to, and in any case, it doesn't provide that thing that we need where we see change coming because there's a new signal for the nervous system to get and not just repeat the same signal that it's been getting when it's on repeat so you know how can you help it do that how can how can you and i help it make sure that it works doesn't just feed back on itself, doesn't just become boring, doesn't just become dissociated, doesn't just not change. And, you know, if you ask somebody to pay attention to something and it doesn't pendulate, it's kind of costly. It's potentially costly to your rapport because you could ask for something that either they can't they can't notice anything happening. So you look a little foolish or they can notice something but what it does is it reinforces the pain or even reinforces its dissociation and just you know all I feel is that it still stays stuck and either way you you're not getting kind of the traction of of significance out of this whole process you know your clients aren't thinking to themselves this is amazing I can't believe how interesting this is in fact they're kinda wondering if you know what you're doing and And that's, that's why that, you know, to know what you're doing, you'll need to make certain discernments, right? So how can you help ensure that it works? Um, I think the first thing for a lot of us is to, to remember, not to assume that it's going to pendulate just because the theory says that it should, or because we want it to happen you know um, not even because a client is able to tell you what they're paying attention to you ask what do you notice now and some clients say i don't know and that's another thing but some clients tell you that they can notice something i feel a tension in my chest or i feel a a light-headed fogginess in my head or i feel um, a tingling in my arm you know all because they're able to notice something doesn't mean that it's going to pendulate All because the theory says that it should pendulate doesn't mean that it is going to pendulate on its own at first. All because you want it to pendulate doesn't mean that it's going to. It just, I'm sorry, but it just, it actually can't work that way. It, there's actually some kind of like reasons to why it pendulates and none of them have to do with our desires. Um, not even the client's desires. It actually um won't pendulate unless there's a certain kind of availability of attention and of difference of signal inside the nervousness nervous system and inside a person's experience. And if that stuff isn't there, if it's not presented to you when you first start to investigate, is this going to pendulate? then you'll you'll want to realize that it's better for you to prime that attention and those differences to make those ready and available for you to help put together so that then a person can bring their attention to bear in a certain kind of way that will allow things to be as they are at the same time as help that your client to notice sufficient amount of difference in their experience before you ask them to simply pay attention to one part of their experience wherein they may simply reinforce that or not notice enough difference in, inside of itself that in their noticing all they simply do is make it stay stuck because they only notice the way that it is. Which is to say, what you certainly need for a pendulum to happen is at least two different things. At a very minimum, you need some sense of difference. Now the notion of pendulation as a verb, where things are happening on their own, as it's moving of itself, for that to happen, you know, you, it's going to be changing and you might not know where else it's going to, but the notion that it was this way and it's now something else indicates that sense of difference, that sense of there are two different things. A lot of times when we enter in with our clients into the kind of somatic experience or the kind of felt sense investigation kind of stuff, we often find something that you know you might find as the clinician oh, oh, that's interesting I want them to pay attention to that or that sounds like that's got their attention or oh that's what they noticed and I'm just gonna go for that now if we go toward that and there isn't the sense of those differences available some amount of differentiation and your prior experience suggests that you know this person doesn't naturally have the tendency to pendulate you can kinda of have the, the Impression that it's not going to, you know, because this availability of differences becomes a measure of whether or not you're going to see organic style pendulation come forward, you know, so you're trying to get some idea when you're talking with your clients and when you're listening to them, you're trying to get some idea for how much they express differences how much they notice things or you know kind of having differentiation between them or how much things are globalized how much things are exceedingly similar all the same, always the same this pain, that pain, that pain, this problem, that problem, the other problem this person did that to me, that other person did this to me, this other person did this to me, and I don't like this one for that reason. The, when you go through and you're just chatting up the world, you can be listening for how much do they pendulate in their own appreciation of differences of things. You can do the same thing when you start to enter into the felt sense experience where you can ask a few questions about what a person notices and you can be listening how much do they offer differentiation between these different elements and if you don't hear it if you don't hear them describe different qualities of different parts of their experience but instead report things like i don't know it just feels this way or i don't know i just feel like attention and you don't get from them well it's more tense over here and less tense over here or Well, you know, it's like it's really tense up here, but it's not as bad as it can be. If you don't hear the sense of differentiation, then you know that you're not going to get active, easy pendulation. And you'll have to at least prime up that awareness. Another thing that you can be listening for inside of your conversation with people and when you start to bring their attention inside are markers for... You know, how much they express their degree of observation or their interest in their own experience, if the pendulation is going to be allowed to happen, that involuntary allowance kind of thing, person's gonna to have to be interested in it and watch it as it changes. You know, I talk about that in another episode of Twig's SE Reflections, the episode on observational sufficiency a choice point, whether or not a person has observational sufficiency. Well, to get observational sufficiency, a person has to be willing to pay attention to their experience. You know, before you, you let over the pendulum and you just say, let that, let yourself notice that, you need to be able to see that the person is paying attention to the thing that you're asking them to pay attention to, that they're interested in it enough, that they're observing observing it enough that as they feel into it, and they notice it change, as they watch the image and they notice it change, they stay with it, and they can track it as it changes from one thing to the next. To do that, they will just simply need to be observant of their experience. They'll have to have some kind of reference to their experience. And if they don't express those things in your conversation, and as you enter into the initial felt sense investigation where your questions are hopefully, you know, maybe not meant to be so profound and not meant to be so loaded and not meant to be so geared toward the value of this pendulum happening yet because it's not exactly happening yet. You're just trying to get to know whether or not it's going to happen. At least that's what I would say you're doing right now. When you're entering into there to find out, is this going to pendulate? You can be listening for the degree that people express things of difference and their attention for differences and also the degree to which people can observe themselves and notice themselves and pay attention to their experience and participate with it and either one of those or both that you don't see you can have some sense of things that you need to at least get a basic level of before you could ask a person to simply feel something that they've noticed or that you've called attention to and hope that it's going to change and that they're going to stay paying attention to it as it changes and importantly that they're not only going to reinforce the problem part of that with their attention which is a very natural thing to do you know that's kind of the whole point of why we have a job the nervous system is naturally attracted to things that are unpleasant not because we're you know geared toward that, but because if it's dangerous, we need to attend to it in case it needs our attention. And when internal signals tell us that something is wrong, we naturally go and pay a lot of attention to that. People, your clients, a lot of us out there, often need help in adjusting how much we pay attention to that so that this pendulum can start to swing. So, let's step back, if you will, with me then to say okay like as you're going in there as you're initially looking for the thing that you're going to track that you're hoping will pendulate as you're entering into whatever that is it's a felt sense physical thing or can you see that can you see what that looks like oh tell me some of the details oh you see that and you see that oh as you watch that can you watch that and and just let yourself watch that and see what happens next are they going to Watch that image, and is it going to change? Is it going to stay associated? You're going to have to build all of that appreciation and intentionality and observation up. Now, once it gets, you know, once you start going there toward building those things up, you're really, well, maybe not once you're trying to go there, but in your determination of whether or not you are going to ask somebody, to simply feel themselves and watch themselves and watch that tension or watch that relaxation or whatever that tingling just watch that and see what happens next as you're going to build that up allowing of that pendulation you're trying to answer this question will this pendulate and along the spectrum between those who you know this is you don't even have to wonder, you know, they, you you didn't even get to talk, you didn't even have to, some of your clients land and they start the magic session just because they're given a space inside of your office that allows them to do what they already know how to do in terms of participating with this and you don't have to do very much and their nervous system has a certain amount of flexibility already going on inside of itself, not so much noise that it's confused by all the negative signal, so There's enough pendulation already happening. And some of your clients, you just ask, What do you feel now? And they start feeling it. And then it just starts changing. They take their attention with that. And the next thing you know, it's 45 minutes later, and everybody just feels so amazed by how, well, really how remarkable it is. On the far other end of the spectrum, you know, there are people that you think to yourself, Well, we'll never get to track something. We have so many things to talk about, and there's so many things in the way that would make it so that it's nary impossible to feel a particular sensation and notice its essence and its location and direction and intentionality and and perceive what it wants to do next and allow ourselves to feel that change happening like you know some clients it'll just be completely obvious that would only push up against their pain or that would only push up against the sense that nothing is going to happen. That would be too boring. Or it's, um, you know, that that's just not the, that's not what they need you to do. <laughs> they need you to talk about things with them. And, or just be quieter with them. Or some such different than tracking directly into something. Plenty of people just don't need you to go there right away. Along that continuum, there's all kinds of different ways in which, as clinicians, as practitioners, we get to adjust our intervention. So as to more or less kind of help that pendulation thing happen, help that answer, will this pendulate, the answer to that be yes. And okay, one thing I said before was that we want to just make sure we don't assume that because we want it to happen, and because maybe it should happen, that it's going to happen. Okay, we'll take that away. And with it, it gives us some flexibility that we're not just always trying to make it happen. We're trying to see that sometimes it's ready to happen. Sometimes there's no hope in hell that it could happen. In between there is all of the different levels of our effort that we might do in order to help it happen. That's Our job, in fact, I would say, like, we're there to help this thing that wants to happen be more likely to happen. So, you know, along the way, then you could have like just a common example. You ask somebody what they're feeling and they say, I feel a tension in my chest. And you have the thought, can I let them just feel that? And will it pendulate? That's all, right? Okay, we could do the same thing. Uh, What do you see now? Oh, it's like I see blackness. And you have the thought okay well if i if i just encourage them to let themselves see the blackness will it pendulate will it change will it do something different or will it simply be completely banal and boring and not have any change in it or will it intensify and kind of just make itself worse All Right. and now seeing black might not be bad for everybody that might be a question to ask right there even the tension in your chest Sometimes it's going to be completely obvious. Sometimes we would actually need to qualify All oh, right. so you feel that tension? Is that on the pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral side of things, right? Like, you might need to find that, especially with, okay, it's all dark. Okay, maybe that's not so unpleasant. But okay, I, I thought of it as the red vortex there. Now, you got that basic question some people you look at them and the way they've talked about themselves and the way they've expressed differentiation before you could say oh you feel some tension in your chest okay well in that case um, maybe you just feel that and see what happens next and you know somewhere along the spectrum somewhere along the continuum here the resiliency spectrum maybe we call it you you are going to have somebody who sits down there their chest gets tight it gets a little tighter they say well it gets tighter and right there you tell yourself well it changed okay now the direction we want to go isn't necessarily tight or tighter 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 but it changed on its own and in this example it changed pretty quickly and that's because for this imaginary person person we're saying that the system their nervous system is really easy to pendulate it's ready to do it there's enough differentiation There's enough alacrity, there's enough change in momentum in their lives and in their kind of physiology and such. And you don't have to do anything. You can let it be tight, you can let it get tighter, it can hit its threshold, it can turn and become something else. Being able to see that beforehand, you know, is a lot of evidence from... What else you see inside of this person's behavior and their experience and how they report on themselves? Well, I'll jump all the way to the other side of the spectrum, right? You ask somebody who's not going to pendulate, who there just is no way that it's going to happen. You say, so what do you notice now? And they say, it's like there's this tension in my chest. And you don't have to wonder inside of yourself at all. You can hear in their voice. You can hear... In their distraction by the the challenge of it you can hear in the amount of effort that they they put into negotiating answering you 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 see something that says this is way too much or this is somehow completely uninteresting to them or this is somehow something that they don't ever do pay attention to themselves when you have that recognition I'm way over on the other side of the continuum. You're like, right, so you know this, this kind of tension in your chest and like I don't want you to have to linger there. And if I have to, I'll go ahead and stand up and walk across the room over here and do some jumping jacks so you've got something else to look at. And we're just gonna bring all of your attention out here. You wanna play dominoes or some kind of game over here? Let's uh, let's just like do some jumping jacks. Anything in order to get your client's attention away from that tension in their chest because you can be almost assured with so many kinds of people that upon their first encounter with the felt sense, when you haven't perceived that you shouldn't even ask them yet, but which maybe someday you will, you'd be like, I shouldn't even ask them that yet. But some people you'll ask, or some people will just tell you and you realize that's not going to pendulate. In which case the best thing that you could do is touch that and get their attention away from it, as far away from it as you can. Now, why? Because you want to avoid that pain? Well, That's not actually. I don't think so. You know, I I don't think so. I think because what you're doing is you're stimulating the pendulation. You know, I mean, I don't just think that. It's like that's the whole notion of Stephen Hoskinson and Peter Levine and everybody who's like that stimulated pendulation. And and maybe Stephen Hoskinson calls that the half sandwich now. And and there's different kinds of patterns for that, but you kind of go in and then you get out. You go in and you get out. You don't go in and ride the waves or pendulate back and forth inside of the experience, but you just touch the experience and then you do something else to make it different. Now, you see that for you to come in and, and get the attention out, thats or to give the attention something else to do than pay attention to the chest. Your client here. When you're, When you're doing that, you have to do so much. You have to do a lot, in fact. You probably have to do a lot to hold the person's attention from simply succumbing to the reinforcement of the difficulty. On the other side of the spectrum, you didn't have to do very much. You know, you said, what do you notice now? And they said, oh, I have this tension in my chest, but it's it's kind of like moving a little bit. Oh, it's a little bit more over here. You know, they, they were interested and they gave you this differentiation and you said, oh, I just let them go here. Well, on the other side of the spectrum, you recognize that you'll have to do a lot of lot more much 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 more right and now if we were to move up the spectrum from like where it's you you're just doing so much to help stimulate the sense of change and also to protect the sense of things becoming any worse because of your questions as you move up the spectrum from there you know there's going to be a chance that this will pendulate But you're gonna have to really prime it up. You know, you're gonna have to really bring their attention to it, bring their attention away, bring their attention back to it, bring their attention away, bring their attention back to it, and notice that it's not exactly the same. All right, so you know, this time, as you feel the tension in your chest, is it exactly the same as the last two times that we checked in on it, or is it different in any kind of way? And you might really be structurally bringing a person's attention towards something away from something towards something away from something and as you bring it back and forth ideally i would say in that pattern where we go back and forth to orientation because you're stimulating the ventral vagal complex in a nice way with that but as you go back and you and you notice it and you notice it with questions of is it the same or different is it different in any way oh as you notice it this time is it the same or different somehow this time as you as you look in there for that differentiation you help to prime up that sense of differences right now inside of this actually there are dozens of different ways that lots and lots of practitioners help to stimulate um, pendulation you know like you can ask oh so it's there in your chest like that and is it is it all just like that or is it some kind of place where you can feel that it's not as much as that that's pretty close and associated, or, oh, so you feel it tense in your chest right there. Can you feel the edge of that? Can you feel where it's not as tense as that? So now you can kind of direct a little bit toward the edge of that, but you're keeping it in association. You could feel, well, it feels like that there. Is it as much on the other side as it is on that side? You can look for that differentiation. Is it more on this side or is it more on the other side? Or is it on both, equal on both? You can go from upper body to lower body you can go from in body to out of body like meaning you know like we can some people might bring in a resource some people might move to orientation there's a there's a kind of degree by which we go away from the source of the problem or the challenge or the thing that we're trying to help get unstuck right so that if The ideal would be we can just feel the tension in the chest and it's going to maybe get tighter on its own but then pendulate on its own and then decrease or change to something else that's otherwise productive. If it's not able to do that, then what else is it going to do? Is it going to just reinforce itself and, and if we just bring its attention to some part of itself to help stimulate the sense of difference then it can have some kind of change from that you know just kind of being stuckness or do we have to really establish the difference further out from the epicenter because the closer we are to feeling it the closer we are to allowing the epicenter the you know the stuck thing to feel itself then the more it acts like a vortex and pulls all the attention toward it so maybe we have to direct the attention further to other parts of the body or other quote resources or back to orientation as is necessary these are all different kind of degree by which we see how much can we allow them to pay attention to this thing and inside of itself how much are they already aware of differences inside of there eventually there's a place along the spectrum where we we can just ask what do you notice oh and what else do you notice and sometimes what else do you notice what else do you notice like we can look inside of the open questions for what do you notice now and you get one thing and you can simply ask for a second thing looking for somewhere along their answer some sense that this is the thing that's going to help the pendulation happen so obviously if you get two things that are tense and they're potentially reinforcing the red vortex element of this the trauma vortex kind of stuff you might very well ask for a third thing Or perhaps by the time you ask for a third thing and you get more reinforcement of that, you might now direct your question toward something that's going to be less open. And now you're, of course, going down the resiliency spectrum and you're adding more intervention, as it were. So you're asking for more of you're telling your client more what to do. So maybe on the third or fourth question, you might say, oh, this isn't going to pendulate without me doing more. So I'm going to now ask them, well, what do you, f- do you feel somewhere that it's not as much as that? Or do you, f- you feel that tension in your chest and in your shoulder and in your head? And, and as you feel those, uh, or is there somewhere else in your body that doesn't feel as tight as that, or isn't as uncomfortable or that as that, or is somehow more at ease somehow? You can look for all kinds of ways that you choose your language with that but the notion being that now you're telling the person a little bit more of what you're looking for in terms of the pendulation it's not so much an open question somewhere in here you're going to get two things that could indicate a pendulum could have enough interest inside of what you've heard that if you just kind of you know help them to pay attention in a somewhat balanced kind of way, you could, in fact, help the pendulum to start to swing. For example, if you were to get that, the tension in the chest and the tension in the shoulders, then as the clinician, when you ask the next question, you can help lean the attention on the side of the pendulum that you are interested in stimulating so that they, your client, will notice the differences of things, right? To help them kind of perceive and pay attention to that sense of difference in the nervous system then having that observation can kind of get into its groove of saying oh things are changing now not just doing the same thing anymore and so somewhere along the spectrum there's somebody that you get to say okay well you notice the tension in your chest and you notice the tension in your shoulder now at the same time as you notice the tension in your chest i'd ask you just to tell me a little bit more about how you notice that tension in your shoulder Like, is that more on the outside or the inside or front or back? Or what does that seem to be doing there? And now as you do that, of course, their attention goes over to the shoulder. And you're essentially, by invitation, asking them to lean their attention to the side that you think is more clinically relevant, more helpful for the pendulation to happen, you know very likely that's the part of their experience that they find insignificant. And it's usually the second or third thing that you have to ask for, because the first thing that they tend to notice when it's along the resiliency spectrum, the trauma spectrum, where it feels like something's really wrong here and it's not likely to just pendulate. Obviously, the first thing people notice are the things that don't feel so good. Of course, in this case, the shoulder is most interesting because the tension in the shoulder might be more likely to do something than the tension in the chest being that at the core things have a harder time moving things at the periphery tend to move easier. So if I had to choose tension between the chest or the shoulder, I'd I'd choose the attention toward the shoulder with curiosity about what it wants to do. Figuring out what is clinically relevant and where to lean on the pendulum is is part of the study. Yeah, so inside of that. I am saying that you have a broad spectrum of interventions that you'll be cultivating, that you're trying to cultivate that say some people, it really is just going to happen. They have enough observation. They have enough interest. They have enough sense of change happening in their nervous system. They're able to pay attention to that. I'm going to ask them to pay attention to something. It's going to change. They're going to, they're going to do that. It's going to start to change. They're going to be okay with watching it change. And then you get to, Negotiate what else you have to do with that will get to do with that Other people at, by degree really we do more or less to help bring out the sense of The attention noticing something the attention noticing differences the attention being able to stay with that noticing The ability to allow those differences to manifest and express themselves All of that is something that happens based on our discernment of how much do I have to do here. Somewhere along the way, there is a place where we are just telling people, okay, well, feel this, then feel that. Feel this, then feel that. There's somewhere else that it's like, well, I shouldn't be asking them to feel this at all because if I ask them to feel a little bit, it won't pendulate. They'll just reinforce that, and then we're going to spend a lot of time Trying to help them get out of that sense of just the bad thing feeling itself over and over again. In which case, you might be having to pull their attention out more and more. Somewhere further up toward things feeling more functional. Not functional, but yeah, more like free movement. You know, there's going to be a place where you just have to coach. You just have to say, well, you notice this and you notice this. Well, can you just hang out with those two and... And be curious, if you notice both of those, do they stay that way or do they change in some kind of way? Along the resiliency spectrum, there's all kinds of different responses and all kinds of different interventions that help to prime or stimulate or simulate or support pendulation. And your ability to discern is this going to pendulate? How much more balance of attention, how much more balance of difference do I need to get here before I simply invite them to give it a little bit of time to notice itself? That's that's going to be it. You're going to have to do that, at least I think so. Otherwise, you end up telling people how to pendulate every single session, which never gets to that organic sense of them just owning the sense of change on its own. Or, you ask, you ask, you ask, and for a whole group of people who are further down on the resiliency spectrum and there's less and less sense of change inside of themselves, they're they're unlikely to express pendulation if you simply say, oh, you notice that? Let's go ahead and notice that and see what happens next. Well, not much new happens from that. So, look, there's some nuts and bolts there, right? You know, um, when you're trying to figure out is this going to pendulate? You can, you can ask. What do you notice there? You get some feedback, and you run through your little list of questions inside your head. You know, it's like, how much do they reflect on differences inside of that? How much do they um, reflect on their experience as I ask them about what they're noticing? He asks some follow-up questions to see if they can express those differences and express that kind of sense of observation. And if they can't, maybe you try to kind of help cultivate those first. Well, they can. Maybe you use those to notice, you know, um, how much of their experience that they're paying attention to right now, can they notice and become interested in? And if they can, at some point, you're going to be able to abandon the need to ask more questions and simply let this thing happen until you get the, the sense they're, they're curious about this, they're interested in this, this has some differences in this. Maybe you simply kind of keep enough curiosity around this investigation to be successful with it and give yourself permission to move the conversation on to something else, into other terrain, not promising too much profundity here, because in fact, it very well might not pendulate rather than investing too deeply in making it pendulate, maybe trying to just see if it's going to earlier on will give you an easier exit. And then in fact, that would actually help you get more sense of pendulation happening rather than the sense of stall that comes from asking somebody to feel themselves when it's not gonna pendulate. So take the success that you can get out of these kind of investigations and move on build from there and you might find that the momentum actually builds up just inside of the little tracking checking in moving back out of it little conversation little tracking checking in moving back out of it conversation you might find that the the sense of change starts to become something that a person can notice and you can build up those differences from there this has been a very rambling kind of look at a sincere topic inside of all of our sessions if you're sitting in the edge of your chair whether you're physically there or not inside of yourself asking that question is this going to pendulate? i'd say you're just doing the job that's the work i'm wishing you the best out there take good care bye-bye now Here's a Tracking Twig moment to tell you about my work, but in fact to make you an offer. If you've listened to the end of this episode, you've rambled along with me here thinking about pendulation. If you've not engaged my guide to the SE language, then I'd encourage you to check out the show notes for this episode, episode 63 of Twig's SE Reflections. Liberationispossible.org Look for Twig's Essie Reflections, episode 63 Will this pendulate? On there, there's an invitation to do a small study with me on on, in fact, cultivating pendulation The episodes, the chapters in that small study are actually taken from a much bigger piece of work Twig's Guide to the SE Language that piece is available. That's for sale. However, this this mini study on pendulation and different kinds of things that you'd need to be able to do and attend to as you cultivate a person's attention to these kind of things, well, that's available to you for free. Check it out. Episode 63, liberationispossible.org. Okay. Bye-bye now.